Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest, and I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Gina Folk. Gina, you serve as a fractional COO, which I love. I am so excited for our friend that's going to listen to this conversation because I think, Gina, we have the potential to change lives just by just by this conversation alone <laughs> based on, and I was kind of, you know, tipping my hand a little bit here in our uh, chatting before we hit record about my opinions about operations, particularly if there are founders and CEOs that are listening to us, you better pay close attention to this conversation. Gina, thank you so much for joining us. I am so happy to be here. And I was telling you, Josh, like I'm thrilled to have this conversation because sometimes people don't know (laughs) and don't appreciate what operations is. So this is exciting for me. Well, that sounds silly that they wouldn't, but why do you think you experienced that? Um, because I think this word called operations, so many people think like, oh, it's warehousing and distribution or it's shipping or it's, you know, they don't understand like just doing the work. Like once you sell to your clients, once you sell your products or services, it's operations is everything it takes to get the product or service delivered to your customer. In, a, in an excellent way. Um, mm. But most people don't think that. They think, oh, that's just getting the work done. Oh, there's a lot of science and a lot of art to getting the work done um, effectively and efficiently. Yeah. And um, so what, talk about what specifically, um, so so yeah, so when, you know, they're, you know, someone saying, well, do they do this? Yes. Does that include this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Operations kind of touches everything. everything. It, is, it is truly the, you know, kind of the, the hub and spoke. It is the hub and many yes. of the spokes in the company being run. Listen, yep. friends who are listening to this conversation, go buy a copy and reread the E-Myth Revisited uh, because we're going to yes. be referencing a few things from that. Um, but this is what they're, we're talking about. And Gina, I'll go so far as to say that I believe that almost every founder CEO's primary objective, once they get going, it's, I think a lot of us kind of start as solopreneurs, we're a lot of consultants, you know, then we get busy, then we start an agency, or then we start bringing team members in. Listen, um, if you as a founder CEO are focused on growth, uh, the more time you spend, oh, I'm the chief cook and bottle washer, ha, ha, ha. No, I think you're really, there's a problem with that. And and Gina, what is that problem? (laughs) Yeah, if you're the chief cook and bottle washer, then everything starts with you and everything stops with you. And by the way, uh, you're going to wear yourself out and you're going to fall out of love with your business. And you're going to be miserable. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
You re- you will. I mean, but but I'll say and and you know Ger- you know Gerber Michael Gerber yeah. mentioned this. Uh, what happens, Gina? If I say, but Gina, I love design. I love doing design for clients. But Gina, I'm also really frustrated that I don't have enough business. <laughs> yeah, you wonder why you don't have enough business. I was having this conversation with my. It, it, so that can happen one of two ways, right? So that you often find people that still love to do the work but they're not getting the growth because they're so into the business. Like they're, it's what Michael Gerber always says, right? Right. We want you to work on your business, not in it. Um, And so I've, I've seen it happen both ways where they're so focused and get all of their time and tension sucked out of um, just doing the day-to-day activities that they can't focus on the growth. So they don't get any new business. Right. But I was having a conversation with my, one of my clients today, and she said, you know, we were so focused on growth, we thought people were handling on our operations, but our vision didn't get translated down. And that's because they just handed it off without that leadership of making sure that your overall processes are working the way you want them to work. That's where that COO comes in. So it can happen on both both extremes, where they're like, I just want to focus on growth. Somebody else can take care of this stuff. But it wasn't happening like they were, you know, they weren't profitable. Things weren't moving like they thought they were. Clients were disappointed. So that operations piece got left out as well. So both sides of the, the spectrum, you want to be right in the middle. You don't want to yeah. be on either side. You know, uh, so I was telling you uh, again before we recorded. So Elisa is our chief operating officer and Elisa runs the company. Right. So she's. Uh, you know, oversees all the employees, you know, oversees you know, pretty much everybody and everything going on. Uh, I'm focused on growth. I'm focused on strategies. I'm focused on relationships. Um, I admittedly am still very involved in sales, uh, which, you know, again, I, I, I think, and I've talked with a lot of folks about this. Um, I, I don't know that that's a bad path, right? And then eventually get to a point then where I think that um, for me, the last holdout in in terms of like, how am I involved in the day-to-day with my company? Is, is growth, sales and marketing. Um, and, you know, we're kind of really at that final point where, okay, it, it's now time to bring somebody else in. And, uh, you know, because I enjoy it. Uh, I enjoy, you know, talking and solving problems and that sort of thing. But, you know, I'm still kind of involved. And, and that is, Gina, that's risk. You know, so the more that your company is dependent upon any one person, right? If if you are the kink in the hose founder, uh, and if you were to stop working, your business would cease operations. That's high, high, high risk. Yep. Yep. I, um, I have seen that happen. Um, I've had some clients, I had a client that, uh, came in and wanted to say, hey, I want to not be the the sole person, right? I don't want to be the one. I don't want everybody responsible. Uh, I don't want all the responsibility. I want to start handing it out. Um, (laughs) And so we started to try to replace what that individual is doing with some leadership. However, to do what you just described, Josh, 
Are you willing to let it go and actually hand that over to somebody else? And do you have all the right processes in place, even from a sales and marketing perspective, that you can hand it off to somebody else, right? So until you hit that level, and it sounds like you do, it sounds like you're about at that level, um, you can hand over the keys of the kingdom. Because again, like I think it's important, keep doing as a founder what you enjoy doing, but hand the other stuff off. You cannot do it all. Um, but be very clear that you're not just uh, handing it over without the right process and the right uh, amount of repeatability. So when you're talking about sales, you're putting that process in place. You're still involved in the sales. You're probably still making sure that that's a repeatable process that somebody can actually take over, that it's not you, Josh, that's the only one that can do it. And sometimes you have to build that process. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's see someone's listening to us. They're like, okay, okay, okay. I've seen the light. What do I do now? <laughs> can I just put out a job application and say I'm hiring an operations director? So I always tell, that's usually why people come to me because yeah. they're like, I don't even know what to put out there. Right. I don't know. I don't, I don't have this thing called an operations person. I don't know what they do. And so usually the, many people come to me first to say, hey, Gina, we don't know what we need. We know we need something else. I know I need help. I'm overwhelmed. I don't want to do all this by myself anymore. I've given, I've surrendered. I'm ready to let go. Um, but I don't know what to do. How do I write a job description? How do I do whatever? And so I usually come in and find out what they're looking for understand their team a little bit more. And then I can say, you know, hey, yep, you're ready to just hire somebody and I'll help you write that job description or I'll service, let me serve as your COO for a period of time so we can get a good understanding of, um, A, do you have somebody in your organization? Oftentimes I find people in their organization are the ones that they can promote up to do that role. Um, or we can at least establish a process and a system and the organization so they can then bring somebody else in because it is a disaster. I've had several clients that have tried to hire COOs. If you're trying to hire a COO, they're going to be looking to make, you know, 250, 300. <laughs> um, so you have to be very careful. And I also have seen some of my clients that have tried to have like their, you know, brother or sister or uh, you know, friend or somebody try to help them that had no operations experience. And that's, that's, that's not worked. So we've had to undo some of that as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, so when, when you work with somebody, what is that process like? So if somebody says, look, Gina, all I know is I'm doing way too much we're making some good money, but I'm, I'm just tired. And yep. I, uh, yes. I, where do they begin with you? Like, how do you start that process and what does that usually look like? Yeah. So it always starts, anything I do starts with um, an initial conversation, but most of the time it leads to an assessment where I say, okay, first I want to start with you founder. What is it that you enjoy doing? What is it that you're good at doing? And then what are all the things that you're still doing that you don't like or that are taking up all your time? When they do that analysis, we look at it and they recognize that that's when the aha moment comes on. It's like, wait, I'm spending all my time doing busy work instead of the things that I actually love. Um, and then I also ask them, like, what are you willing to let go of? Um, and then from there, I always like to interview their team as well because I need to find out from the team what it is they're doing from an operations perspective. Because 
most of the time, the leaders think that their processes and their systems and everything are working effectively. But when I talk to their people, I find out where the real problem is. Mm. Um, so it's an so it's an and because I don't want to just come in and I need to know that their organization is ready to have somebody lead the operations, right? And that's the other way that I can kind of discern if there's somebody in the organization that perhaps that I can mentor to turn into that operations person for them instead of yeah. having to go outside. Yeah. Um, so you present yourself as a fractional COO. Um, can you talk about what, what what does fractional mean? Yeah. So sometimes people are like, what does fractional mean? I get you for a fraction of the time or whatever. Um, <laughs> I only get a fraction <laughs> no. of your brain or a fraction of your attention no. or your fraction <laughs> of your love. <laughs> no. If you get me, you get me all of it. <laughs> Even if it might be basically fractional is that I can come in, I come in for my clients right now and, you know, give that general oversight, looking at their processes, looking at their systems, helping them understand, like, are you set up to succeed? Are you delivering on your um, products and services the way you want to? If the clients are open to it, I look at their profitability. So I'm not a CFO, but a COO, a good COO is going to be looking at profitability because if you're not as profitable, like if you're, if you're taking all this money in and it's all going out the door, that tells me you got some operations challenges. Um, so I look at all of that um, with them, find out their vision, really work with the team. Um, and it varies. Sometimes the leaders want me to come in and just run their operations and set it up. Um, and then after a few months, then I'll find somebody to kind of run what we set up. Um, others want me for longer term, depending on what they're trying to achieve. But basically, they get me uh, all of me for the fraction of a cost of a regular COO because I'm not there full time, but I'm setting up their infrastructure so it can operate um, like a big, you know, like a big business. Um, and it's repeatable and scalable. Yeah. And that's a lot of what I do. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a dream. So uh, now when somebody goes to your website and that's ginafolk.com, um, what would you recommend? And Gina is G-I-N-A-F-O-L-K.com. Um, Gina, what would you recommend they do? Yeah. So if they want to get, well, two things, if they want, read about me because they need to see if they would, in, you know, enjoy working with me. <laughs> it's important to me that I, you know, they like me and I like them, but Really what I recommend they do, if they want to contact me, there's a little contact form, but really what I recommend on my website, um, there is something that says the direct method, which kind of talks about some of the things that I'll walk them through. Because as an operations person, I need to know that everything is flowing in an order. And that kind of talks about um, the process that I'm going to walk them through. It's not definitively like we're going to go through step one, step two, step three, but those are the things that I'm looking at. And that kind of, even if they don't, feel like they can come in or have someone like me help them right now, that method will give them a little bit of an infrastructure if they want to try to set up operations themselves, right? Mm. So that gives them a little bit of understanding of how that might work. Things to think about if you want to transform your operation. Yeah. Uh, so very cool. Gina Folk, thank you so much for uh, this great conversation. Again, your website, ginafolk.com. Uh, Gina, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. 
If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. (laughs) 